Welcome listeners, but take heed. We will say whatever we need to share our knowledge, thoughts, and joy, and even things that do annoy. So join us now, but be aware, we have a tendency to swear. We'll dial it back a little bit, but frankly, we don't give a shit. Welcome to Just Keep Rolling, a Harry Potter book movie compare and contrast podcast. I'm Ellen, the resident that's not how it happened in the booker. And I'm Katie. This week I say that just didn't even happen in the movie at all. Yep, once again, no movie scenes. None. Because why would there be? (laughs) But let's just keep rolling into the rolling rehash. Last week, we covered the first half of Chapter 2, A Peck of Owls, and the corresponding film scenes. Mrs. Fig has a hard time trying to catch Harry up on all the crazy goings-on. Mundungus Fletcher has a hard time trying to dodge weaponized cat food. Dudley has a hard time trying to keep his stomach contents down. Aunt Petunia has a hard time airing out her lady bits while maintaining good posture. Vernon has a hard time keeping his cool when the owls start showing up. The Ministry of Magic has a hard time grasping the concept of confidentiality. And I had a hard time keeping a straight face when Harry is accused of using his thing on Dudley. (laughs) During episode 119, Dursley Decency, our Potter pondering was, What do you think the Dementors made Dudley hear? Hey Ellen, hey Katie, it's Jackson with my Potter pondering for this week. So I think that as well as what JKR said about how the Dementors made Dudley see himself for what he really is, a bully and a shithead, I think that it also went a bit deeper than that because a lot of bullies have loneliness and low self-esteem. I think they made him see that or more feel it. See, Dementors, you don't always see things like in your mind's eye. Like, you don't always see actual visions. Like with Harry, he just hears his mum and dad screaming. So, yeah, Dudley probably, his loneliness and low self-esteem probably just manifests itself in some way in his mind. You know, because aside from his parents, who obviously do love him, they spoil him as well, so... They sort of replace genuine love with that. Who does he really have who genuinely cares about him? So, yeah, that's my pondering for this week. Hi, Ellen and Katie. This is Ashley with this week's Potter pondering about what did the mentors have Dudley seeing that had him temporarily suspended IRL. Like, my boy wasn't saying anything. He was zombied the fuck out. They sucked all the happiness out of him, and uh, we have no idea what was left. The first thing that came to my mind was that ton-tongue toffee and him struggling to breathe, probably. That was probably really horrific for my boy. Funny, but horrific on his end. I'm sure he has such a horrible relationship with Magic. He always the one getting clipped with something. Piggy tails and shit. Poor baby. But what it really was is probably something way deeper and crazier than that that we didn't get to see because we only have these small interactions with Dudley during the few, you know, short months Harry's there for the summer. And Dudley is a really true asshole. He get it from his mom and daddy, but from my experience, those people don't really have much left outside of them being an asshole. 
And I think maybe Professor Umbridge and Voldemort were probably some of the only people who actually enjoy being an asshole. Maybe the Malfoys, except Draco. But you know, it's some deep-seated crazy shit down in there. It's probably what really zoinked them out like that. Who knows? But it'd be interesting to see if there's somebody with a fanfic about what he saw or felt when that happened. I'd be interested in reading it. Hey guys, Michaela here. So, in response to this week's pot of pondering, what did Dudley hear or was it see when the Dementors attacked? I think with hearing, Dudley actually heard all the feelings of everyone he's ever bullied, including possibly Harry himself. And also that boy he heard like just before the Dementor attack. And also, if he could see something when the Dementors attack, I think what he saw was himself, like himself for the first time of who he has really been all these years. And for him, I guess that's the worst experience Dudley has ever had to. And this is sort of takes him on a path to his own redemption in a way, because we see that when he later on in the last book and that. So, yeah, that's my pondering. So, signing off. Thank you so much for your responses. Mm-hmm. Our trivia question last week was, how many owls delivered letters to the Dursleys' house the night Harry and Dudley were attacked by Dementors? There were a total of five owls that delivered letters, and each owl made the bag of assholes more and more angry. Good owls. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Congratulations goes to Jackson Miller. Woohoo! Mike was actually the first person to answer. He just didn't have the right answer. So who knows who's going to get it next week? We shall see. For now, let's just keep rolling into the second half of Chapter 2, A Peck of Owls, and the absolutely no corresponding film scenes. Chapter 2, A Peck of Owls Part 2. A couple seconds of silence follows Aunt Petunia's declaration about Azkaban, and then she claps her hand over her mouth as if she said a swear word. Vernon just gapes at his wife, but Harry's brain begins reeling. First Mrs. Fig, now Aunt Petunia? He asks how she knew that, and his aunt glances apologetically at Vernon before managing to say she heard that awful boy telling her about them years ago. Harry bursts out that if she means his parents, she should use their names, but his aunt ignores him, and he's too stunned to press any further. Aside from once calling his mother a freak, he had never heard her mention her sister and couldn't believe she remembered this bit of information all these years. Vernon opens and closes his mouth several times before finally finding his voice and asking if the Demency Whatsits actually exist. When Petunia nods, he looks like he's waiting for someone to yell, April Fool! And when that doesn't happen, he opens his mouth again, but still struggles for words. Before he can say anything, a third owl flies through the reopened window and lands with a clatter on the table. Harry pulls a second official-looking letter from its beak, and it flies off again. As Vernon, again, closes the window... Harry reads a second letter from Mafalda Hopkirk, with a revised decision about destroying his wand and his expulsion. 
He is considered suspended until his disciplinary hearing on the 12th of August, where an official decision will be made. This makes Harry feel a little bit better, though not completely, since everything seems to hang on his hearing. Vernon wants to know if he has been sentenced, and hopefully asks if his lot has the death penalty. So Harry mentions the hearing, which makes Vernon nastily say he won't give up hope. Harry then tries to get up to leave, asking if that's all, but his uncle bellows that it is not all because he wants to know what happened to his son. Harry yells back, fine, and red and gold sparks shoot from the end of his wand, causing the Dursleys to flinch. He explains that he and Dudley were walking in the alleyway between Magnolia Crescent and Wisteria Walk, and Dudley thought he'd be smart with him, so he pulled out his wand but didn't use it. He starts to explain that then two Dementors showed up, but his uncle cuts him off to ask what Dementoids are and what they do. Harry explains that they suck the life out of you, and if they get a chance, they kiss you. This causes Uncle Vernon's eyes to pop out a little, and Harry elaborates that that's what they call it when they suck the soul out of your mouth. Petunia begins shaking Dudley in fear that they took his soul, and Harry exasperatedly tells her that she'd know if they had taken it. Vernon thinks that Dudley fought them off, giving them the old one-two, and Harry clenches his teeth as he tells him that you can't fight off a Dementor like that. Uncle Vernon wants to know why he's all right then, and Harry begins to explain that it's because he used the Patronus, but they are again interrupted by another owl that comes shooting out of the fireplace. As Vernon begins screaming about not tolerating any more owls, Harry pulls the parchment off the owl's leg, expecting a letter from Dumbledore explaining everything. Instead, it's a letter from Sirius, telling him not to leave the house again. He flips the paper over, looking for the rest of the letter, starting to feel extremely angry because he's being treated like a child who did something wrong. His uncle interrupts his thoughts, complaining about the owls, and Harry snaps to tell him that he can't stop the owls from coming. Vernon instead begins to insist that he wants the truth about what happened that night, wondering why he was expelled if it was the Demenders who hurt Dudley. Harry forces himself to stay calm and explains that he did the Patronus charm to get rid of the Dementors, since it's the only thing that works against them. An outraged Uncle Vernon wants to know why Dementoids were in Little Whinging, and Harry wearily tells him that he has no idea. Uncle Vernon decides that it must have something to do with Harry, since he's the only you-know-what for Miles. Harry again insists that he doesn't know why they were here, but this also leads him to again wonder why they were. Was it a coincidence? Were they sent there? Has the Ministry lost control of the Dementors? Had they joined Voldemort as Dumbledore predicted? Vernon interrupts his thoughts again to verify that the Dememberz guard some weirdo's prison, and when Harry confirms this, he concludes that they must have been there to arrest his nephew. Harry shoots this line of thinking down and says aloud to himself that he must have sent them. Vernon wants to know who he is, and Harry informs him that he means Lord Voldemort. This sounds familiar to Uncle Vernon, and Harry verifies that he is the one who killed his parents, and is back. It's very weird for Harry to be sitting in the Dursley's kitchen talking casually of Lord Voldemort with his uncle. His Aunt Petunia whispers, back? And when Harry looks at her, he feels, for the first time ever, an appreciation that she is his mother's sister. 
He confirms that Voldemort is back for about a month now, telling her that he saw him. This news seems to scare his uncle enough to try and kick him out of the house, and he begins ranting about all of the mad things that happened and how he should have done it years ago. But now he's not staying there and endangering his family. Harry refuses to move, remembering his directions to not leave his aunt and uncle's house no matter what. Vernon tries to intimidate him into leaving and leans in to be closer to Harry as he continues to rant about how they never should have kept him in the first place. He is once again interrupted by the arrival of a fifth owl, but this one is actually a red envelope for Petunia. She's horrified that it's addressed to her, and Harry tells her to open it as it's a howler that has started to smoke. She refuses, but it bursts into flame, causing her to scream and drop it. It lands on the table, and an awful echoing voice fills the space, saying, Remember my last, Petunia. She looks like she's about to faint, but when Vernon asks what it means, she swallows and weakly says that the boy will have to stay. Vernon tries to protest, but she insists, and then manages to regain her usual brisk manner, explaining that the neighbors will talk and ask awkward questions if they do, so they will just have to keep him. Her husband tries to argue again, but she just ignores him and tells Harry that he's to stay in his room and is not to leave the house. She tells him to get to bed, but Harry doesn't move and instead asks who the howler was from. Aunt Petunia snaps at him not to ask questions, but Harry doesn't listen, asking if she's in touch with wizards and what the letter means. Despite continually being told to go to bed, Harry keeps trying to ask questions, until his uncle bellows, You heard your aunt, now get to bed. Since we don't have any movie scenes for the rest of this chapter, we'll just go into discussing what was left out. Because so much was left out. Mm -hmm. We really don't have much other choice. Right. (laughs) So the second half of chapter two starts right after Petunia makes the announcement that the Dementors guard the wizard prison as Caban. What? How would she know? How would she know? That's the question. Mm-hmm. So there's just this moment of silence where everybody's just like, what? How would she know? I imagine you could like hear a pin drop. Oh, I would think so. <laughs> and then she slaps her hand over her mouth like she just said a bad word. Mm-hmm. I kind of would have liked it if she pulled a Hagrid and was just like, I shouldn't have said that. I should not have said that. <laughs> Bag of assholes is just gaping at her he has no words in this moment he's just like how the fuck do you know that Mm -hmm. but he's saying it with his eyes and his dropped open mouth he's not forming words at this point he's like a fish (laughs) harry is having actually a similar thing going through his head what the fuck Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it just sends his brain reeling because he's just like first mrs fig now aunt petunia and i think i mentioned that last week that This is just this moment of shock for him where his world is just turning inside out. Yeah. This almost feels like as big a night as when he found out he was a wizard. Probably in a lot of ways. With the number of surprises that just keep on coming. He, however, can find words Mm -hmm. and asks her how she knew that. Good first question. Yeah. How in the world do you know what the ban is? Yeah. And handbag of assholes shoots an apologetic look at her husband and then just says... I heard that awful boy telling her about them years ago. Uh, And this is so interesting because Harry and probably everybody reading the book at this time mm -hmm. thinks that she means his parents. Yeah. 
And that's what he says. If you mean my parents, you can say their names. Yeah. Put a little goddamn respect in your mouth for him. Right. Like, come on. But Petunia just ignores him. Yeah. And he's still just kind of too shocked to say anything else. Like, he doesn't have anything else to ask at this point. He managed that question and is still just sort of sitting there like, uh... I have no follow-ups. Everybody, like you said, yeah. pin drop. It's just, what? Yeah. And Harry probably has so many questions that just haven't properly formed that he doesn't even know what to ask next, even if he had one formed. Right. It's like trying to pick a thought out of like a million thoughts. Yeah. And you're just going, I don't even know where to go from here. Aside from the one time that Handbag of Assholes burst out about her sister being a freak. Mm-hmm. She's never really mentioned her before. Or since. It's always don't ask questions, don't ask questions, don't ask questions. Yeah. She's not really a fount of information. Yeah. And I imagine that there is some level of Harry that's been trained not to ask the questions too. Mm-hmm. that is hesitating a little bit because of that. Yeah. And then on top of that, everything is just so shocking and confusing. For sure. This is a crazy-ass night. Yeah. This would be difficult for someone without post-traumatic stress to handle. Yeah. You could be perfectly mentally healthy and still be like, what the fuck? <laughs> exactly. And what's really amazing is that, considering that Petunia never mentions her sister, mm -hmm. that she's held on to this little bit of information after all this time. Always? No, it's really random. It's really random. Yeah. Right? Or it seems really random, but... I think it's still really random. Well, yeah. It's just really random. Mm-hmm. But that's how things stick in your head, man. I kind of wish we had been given a little bit more of the story as to why this stuck with her so hard. Yeah. Because we do learn of the moment later on, and we'll talk a little bit more about it then, I imagine. That's going to be in a while. <laughs> but I don't think there was ever any specific thing that explained why this stuck with her so strongly after all this time. Mm -hmm. We can theorize when we get there. Yeah, works for me. That's future Katie and Ellen's problem, right? <laughs> but like I said, everybody is like, what? <laughs> Before he actually manages to find his voice and ask if Dementi Whatsits actually exist. And this is one of my favorite bits in this chapter. Because every single time he doesn't say Dementor, because he never says it right, mm -hmm. except for the first time when he immediately repeats it. Yeah. Every single time he says it after that, he says it wrong, but differently wrong. Yeah. And I love it. It kind of annoys me because it's Vernon, but yeah. Could it's... you imagine Richard Griffiths doing this bit? Oh, that would have been amazing. Right? That would have been incredible. We were so bilked. Even just once. Even just once. Even just Dementi Hoosie Whatsits. They didn't even bring up the fact that there were Dementors in yeah. the movie. No. They got no explanation on that whatsoever. No, not at all. The way that they left it in the movie, the Dursleys 100% think that Harry attacked Dudley and justifiably got expelled. Yeah. That's the way it was left. Yeah. And there was nothing to suggest anything else. No. Yeah. They go to the hospital and that's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> There is no explanation for them whatsoever. They never find out what really happened. Mm -hmm. For all they know, he's in prison. Right. This entire book. And for all they care. Yeah. I mean, they'd probably be glad about it. Yeah. Right? But so anyway, Vernon wants to know if Dementi Wetsits actually exist. And again, it's Petunia who confirms this. Mm -hmm. And Bag of Assholes just looks around like he's waiting for someone to yell, April Fool! <laughs> no, that's him. Yeah. 
but that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So he does the goldfish impression again and just opens and closes his mouth. Sure. Still struggling for the words. Yeah. Because what do you say in this if you are <laughs> a bag of assholes? Oh, my God. I mean, at a certain point, he's got to be like, wait, what? Right. <laughs> he tries so hard to deny the existence of all of this. And now he's getting smacked in the face with it. Mm-hmm. There's probably this whole conflict internally where he's still trying to deny, but also curious because it's directly affected his son now. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that he just got done like questioning Harry like, you guys have your own government? What's going on? Now you have prisons too? Wait, what the fuck? Hold on. This is a lot to take in. This is a lot to take in. And I will give it to Bag of Assholes. I can understand his shock and confusion and inability to verbalize anything going on in his head right now. Yeah. Kind of serves him right. A little bit. I also would have really loved to see this. Oh, beyond words, I would have loved this. Richard Griffiths could have slayed this. Oh, slam dunk. Mm Mm-hmm. I can just see the goldfish face. Right? Just blop, blop, blop. blop. (laughs) (laughs) Just the goldfish look. Yep. And he doesn't manage to find the words before a third owl comes through the reopen window because Harry had to open it for the second one. And this one lands on the table. Mm -hmm. Because owls know how to fucking fly and land. Not going to fucking fly into a ceiling. Mm Mm-hmm. And Harry gets a second official letter that he pulls from the owl's beak before it flies off again. As Vernon then closes the window again because he does not (laughs) want any more owls. Oh, that's not a choice you get, sir. No, they always find a way. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You think he would have learned that by now? Right. But we'll talk about that in a second. Even on Sundays. (laughs) (laughs) Harry reads his second letter from Mafalda Hopkirk. And this one has a revised decision about destroying his wand and expelling him. Well, that's good. Yeah. So now he's not officially expelled. Mm-hmm. It says that he is to consider himself suspended and they're going to be making an actual decision about it at his disciplinary hearing on the 12th of August. Yes. Temporary. Yeah. And he's allowed to keep his wand until then. So at least now he doesn't have to worry about them coming to destroy it. That's something. Yeah. And good on Dumbledore for getting that sorted. Right. And that probably made him be like, okay, I guess I'll wait this out then. Okay. And he does feel a little bit better for having this information, but it's also created this new pit in his stomach that's just like hearing. Yeah. (laughs) Looming ahead. Yeah. The unknown. What the fuck even is a disciplinary hearing? (laughs) I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. It's got to be a lot. Like, Jesus Christ, I blew up my aunt two years ago and they didn't give a shit about that. Why do they care now? Like, that was an accident, but this was to protect me and my cousin. Like, I, I had a real reason. How can they possibly treat me like this? I don't understand. Do you not know who my father was? <laughs> do you not know who I am? Right. I am Harry Meddling... Sass Caps Lock Marie Potter. <laughs> <laughs> and don't you forget it, motherfucker. Anyway, certain things feel better for Harry, but new things are now looming in the future as the unknown and just creating other stressors for him. He's taken, you know, one step forward, two steps back, basically. I feel like it was just forward, backwards. One forward, yeah. one back. I don't think it was that severe. Yeah. It's definitely an improvement. They're not coming to break his wand. For sure. 
bag of assholes wants to know what's in the letter, asking if Harry's been sentenced and if his lot has the death penalty. The fuck? He literally just wished his nephew's death. Who does that? Bag of assholes? Bag of assholes, yeah. Ew. Come on, man. Okay, teenagers can be irritating. But come on, I would never wish death on one of them, especially my nephew. Right. Dude needs to just chill. Right. He's got a lot of hate in his heart. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And Harry actually takes this remarkably well, probably because he's used to shit like that from Bag of Assholes. Mm Mm-hmm. But he just mentions the hearing and Vernon's like, well, then I won't give up hope. What the fuck? He's hoping his nephew is going to be sentenced to death. What the fuck? Come on. There's a line and even he has just crossed it. Oh, he just like dove across it there. (laughs) He burrowed under it like Bugs Bunny trying to get out of somewhere. Took a wrong turn on his way to Albuquerque. (laughs) But at this point, Harry's like, all right, whatever. I'm not expelled. I got this hearing. My cousin's okay. I'm not supposed to leave the house. I'm just going to go to my room. I'm done with this shit. And he tries Mm -hmm. to get up to leave. But for whatever reason, his uncle is not done and has more questions about the Wizarding Worlds. He's like, I want to know what happened to my son. And Harry's just like, fine. And this causes red and gold sparks to shoot from the end of his wand, which I assume must be another like emotional thing and not officially doing magic. It's accidental magic. Yeah. But it is enough to cause the satchels of assholes to flinch. Which you kind of got to love that. A little bit. It's a little satisfying. Yeah. Yes. And I think one of the things that upset me the most about the start of this film is we got more dejected Harry. This Harry was beat down, frustrated. He was at the end of his ropes. Oh, yeah. Waiting to be rescued. He wasn't even seeing a rescue coming. Yeah. Whereas in the book, he has all of that sass and all of that anger. And there's so much more to him emotionally Mm -hmm. than what they gave us in the movie. Oh, yeah. So it was a little bit of a letdown. It was a lot of a letdown. (laughs) I know we talked about having that sympathy for Harry Mm -hmm. instead of painting him at all in that role of the angry teenager that the book clearly put him in. Because it did. I Like I said, reading it the first time, Harry was super obnoxious. He was so angry. He was a giant dick. Yeah. And maybe they didn't want the movie watchers to feel that towards him. Yeah. Maybe they thought it would be too hard to bring him back from it. Maybe. But I really would have liked to see... A little bit of that anger towards these people who abused him. Yeah. And I would have liked to see them react in a little bit of fear to Harry. Yeah. Kind of him standing up to them a little bit. Yeah. But having nothing else that he can really do and still really not being allowed to use magic, he has no choice but to stay in the kitchen and explain what happened. Although you know he's got to feel like, what is the point of me even telling you this? You're not going to believe me. And you're just going to call it some weirdo shit. Yeah. And you're still going to be a dick about it. And he does. He tries to explain that they were just walking in the alleyway. Mm-hmm. And Dudley was being a little smartass. Dudley was being his little backpack of assholes. Yeah. So he pulled out his wand to threaten him to stop, not intending to use it, just trying to scare him. Yeah. And then two Dementors show up. Which... No one was expecting that. (laughs) No, definitely not. Jesus. Well, one person was, but we'll get to that much later. That's not the point. So anyway, at this point, this is the second time that he's mentioned the Dementor showing up. And 
bag of assholes is just like, but what are dementoids? <laughs> Which is quite possibly one of my favorite ones. Dementoids sound like a dementor breath mint. Right? <laughs> no, that's dementos. Dem- well, there's dementoids too. They're curiously strong. Those are the ones that can grab you by the throat and lift yes. you into the wall. <laughs> Dementoids. It is a pretty good one. <laughs> he wants to know what dementoids are and what they do. So Harry's just like, well, they suck the life out of you. Mm-hmm. If you let them. And if they're feeling frisky, <laughs> they might even give you a little kiss. <laughs> which causes his uncle to just like, what? <laughs> and Harry's like, they call it a kiss when they suck your soul out your mouth. And Petunia hears this. This is obviously not news that she knew about the Dementors. It stopped at knowing they guarded the man. Mm-hmm. When she hears that they can suck your soul out, she starts shaking her son. <laughs> Which, like, I mean... she's going to hear his soul rattling around inside him if it's still there. I don't know. But she starts shaking him. Being her muggle self... It's not that surprising that that's her go-to. Because what else do you do? I don't know. Maybe not shake the person that just vomited everywhere. I mean, shake them over the bucket. (laughs) I don't know what I would do. I would probably be like, slap him to try and bring him. Slapping might still be a little better than shaking. True. Especially since he just vomited. I bet Harry wanted to slap him. (laughs) probably like always always (laughs) but harry's watching this happen and is as frustrated with petunia as i just was Mm -hmm. he has a soul and petunia they didn't take his soul you'd know if they took his soul yeah you're welcome by the way right (laughs) forget saying you're welcome by the way because vernon just automatically assumes that dudley's the one who fought him off giving them the old one too yeah and harry's just like You can't fight a Dementor off like that. Not how that works. Unless you're in the movie and apparently you can like poke Poke them in their face face hole. Right? (laughs) I kind of wonder, because he specifically says you can't give a Dementor the old one too. And this was our Potter pondering a couple weeks ago where Mm -hmm. we're like, can Dementors physically attack you? Can you attack Can you attack them? Like you poked them in the face. So I don't know if this is, I feel like that was more of a movie mistake than an actual thing to ponder about. It just seems like you can't punch a Dementor in the face hole. You can't fist a Dementor's hole. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> anyway. <sighs> Episode title, face hole fisting. I don't think so. No, I know. <laughs> totally kidding. But yeah, so you can't give a Dementor the old one, too. Nope. So bag of assholes is like well then why is he all right and this is when harry's just like uh you're welcome yeah because <laughs> i helped him you motherfucker he was just like that's because i did the patronus mm-hmm. you know that charm that the letter said i got expelled for even though now i'm not expelled i'm just suspended, suspended. yeah i did the patronus but it helped dudley not hurt him yes and he's trying to explain this, but they are interrupted by another owl. Of course they are. That even though Vernon closed all of the windows again, this one flew down the chimney. Which, again, he should have known that. Because it's not the first time letters have come in through the chimney. Should have. Clearly not thinking clearly. Clearly not thinking clearly. Clearly not clearly. 
I think the only intelligible thought he has going on at this moment is some incorrect variation of Dementor and no more owls. <laughs> I think that's all he's got. Mm-hmm. No more owls. Owls bad. Harry bad. <laughs> Dementoids. Maybe good if they kill Harry. But <laughs> <laughs> he's going on and on and on about all of this. And Harry's just like, letter. This one he expects to be from Dumbledore. He's mm. just like, somebody has got to finally fucking explain everything to me. There's no way they can just leave me in the dark anymore after all of this. Right. I've got to get some answers now. But no. He opens the letter, which is from Sirius. And all it says is that he just learned about what happened from Mr. Weasley and not to leave his house again. So no answers. Nothing. Zero He literally even flips the paper over just in the hopes that there's going to be something on the back because it was so short and unsatisfying. Right. And he's just like, why is everybody treating me like some naughty kid that misbehaved? Yeah. How come nobody is telling me good job fighting off two Dementors single-handedly? Mm-hmm. I'd be like holding that letter up to the light. Like, is there a hidden Did message? Did he write something in lemon juice? Yeah. Like, this can't be right. I am awesome. Yeah. I kicked ass tonight, motherfuckers. Can somebody tell me good job? Anybody? Good job, Harry. That's what I imagine his inner monologue was at the time. Can a bitch get an attaboy? Right? Come on. But instead, he just gets interrupted by a bag of assholes yet again. Mm-hmm. Complaining about the owls yet again. Sure. And Harry's just like, I can't stop them from coming. Yeah. They're owls. They fly. Yeah. There's nothing I can do to stop that. It's not like I can hit block on my phone. Like, I can't get an unlisted number. That's not how this works. On some level, Bag of Assholes must understand this because he just moves on and he's like, fine, then I want to know the truth about what happened tonight. I mean... Why were you expelled if it was the Demenders who hurt Dudley? (laughs) Those are the ones that sew their own robes. Apparently. Apparently. (laughs) Harry takes a deep breath, thinks pleasant thoughts. (laughs) About all you can do at that point. And tries to very calmly explain that he did the Patronus charm to get rid of the Dementors. Because that's the only thing that works against them. Mm -hmm. No one, two, Just the Patronus charm. And an outraged Uncle Vernon wants to know why Dementoids were in Little Whinging. And Harry's just like... Your guess is as good as mine, man. I have no idea. (laughs) I don't have all the answers, guy. I'm 15 and pissed off. And he actually does have some ideas because he starts thinking about, was this a coincidence? Mm -hmm. Did somebody send them there? Was it somebody from the ministry or have they lost control of them? Did the Dementors join Voldemort like Dumbledore predicted they would? He's got some theories. Yeah. Are they just running amok across England? Right. He just has no idea which one it could possibly be. Yeah. And really, who wants to try to explain all those theories to Vernon? Oh, God, not him. Nobody. Not me. Especially not him. Yeah. Uncle Vernon is actually coming up with his own theories, though. I'm sure he is. And isn't entirely incorrect. Mm -hmm. Because he comes to the conclusion that it must have something to do with Harry. Well, yeah. Because he's the only you-know-what for Miles. That and, as we've learned from the previous four books, it usually has something to do with Harry. Not even usually. It's always. It's It's always Harry. Facts. And Harry just, his response to that is, I don't know. 
I mm. don't know why they were here. It could have something to do with me, but I still don't know why it would be. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. And he just like falls deep into his thoughts again about every reason why it possibly could be. Yeah. And then is again interrupted by his uncle who wants to verify that the Dementors guard some weirdo's prison. That's a secret society of Dementors. It makes me think of like Dismembers. Yeah. Makes me think of these are Dementors of the club. These are Dementors. (laughs) (laughs) I would have loved to see this bit. It would have been so much fun. Even in just like short passing Mm -hmm. for him to mess it up a couple of times. Oh, I would have paid money for that. Sadly, we had to pay money for not that. Right. (laughs) And it would have been great, too, because Harry's just like, yes, the Dementors Mm -hmm. guard the wizard prison Azkaban, as your wife said. Yeah. They guard a prison. They guard the ban. Yeah. Bag of assholes is just like, oh, they were here to arrest you, boy. <laughs> and Harry's just like, no, that's they really not, weren't. That's, that's not what they, that's, oh, guy. But then he makes the mistake of thinking out loud. Silly boy. And says he must have sent them. Hmm. Should have just kept quiet. Which, of course, because For some reason, now Vernon wants to know everything about the wizarding world. He's like, who's he? Right. (laughs) And Harry's just like, Lord Voldemort. Mm -hmm. And Bag of Assholes is like, wait, I know that name. Isn't he the one? And Harry's like, who killed my parents? Yeah, that's the one. (laughs) Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. And he was just like, I thought he was dead. He's like, oh, he was. Now he's back. (laughs) And Petunia is just like, back? And there's this moment here. Where she just very quietly whispers back. Mm -hmm. And Harry looks over at her and for the first time feels an appreciation that this is his mother's sister. Yeah. Not just his aunt. Not just his aunt. Yeah. This is his mother's sister. And I think this is Harry sensing that magic. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so interesting because they kind of give Harry and Petunia... This moment later on in the movies, and then they delete that scene. Yeah, because, again, can't give them depth. No, can't give them depth. No depth. Heaven forbid they're real people. One-dimensional and we're done. Yeah. To be fair, they were just caricatures in the book, but that's at least had two dimensions to it. Yeah. They just took all of that away in the movies. We can't afford depth. We spent it all on a fucking dragon chase scene in the last movie. So (laughs) That was the budget. That was the the whole budget. the future movie's budget, too. Yep. No, actually, in this one, they used it up on the flight scene escaping from Privet Drive. (laughs) We'll get to that. Don't even get me started now. Oh, Ellen, do you have thoughts? I have thoughts. (laughs) I have thoughts. Anywho, he's feeling this weird emotion towards his aunt that has never been there before, appreciating that this is his mother's sister Mm -hmm. and answers her question saying, yeah, he's back. He has been for about a month now. I saw him. And what's really weird about this whole situation is if he was in the wizarding world talking casually about Lord Voldemort, everybody would be cringing and dropping shit and freaking out. Mm -hmm. And he can say Lord Voldemort to his aunt and uncle who will freak out at the word wizard. Yeah. But hear the word Voldemort like it's nothing. Yeah. They don't give a fuck. They don't understand why they should give a fuck. Mm hmm. Well, and everything that's from Harry's world is bad to them anyway. Mm-hmm. So they're just kind of like, well, you all suck. What, this one sucks more than the others, I guess? Okay. Sure. How bad could he possibly suck? I mean, he's no Hitler. Oh, wait. Well, 
<laughs> I mean, he killed your sister and her good-for-nothing husband, so he's good in my book. Like, right, That's exactly. what I imagine coming from Bag of Assholes. Exactly. However, knowing that this wizard that killed Harry's parents mm-hmm. is back, and most likely after Harry, it is enough for him to be like, okay, bye. Mm-hmm. You can get the fuck out of my house. Probably a good thing he didn't tell him when he got off the train and he came back yeah. from Hogwarts. <laughs> oh, you know the Weasleys would have just taken him then. <laughs> right. But he, after all of this, he's like, you're not putting my family in danger. If he's going to come after you here, get out. I should have sent you out of here years ago. Really? With all of the nonsense that's gone on, why did I even keep you this long? Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, as an outsider, I almost don't blame him. For that mindset. I can understand his fear. Yeah. However, since we have the full picture, fuck you, Vernon. Well, yes. (laughs) I'm just saying for what we're given at this moment and what Vernon is given in this moment, it almost makes sense for that to be his next logical step. No, I think you're right. I think it does make sense. But still. I mean. Bag of assholes. he He is definitely a bag of assholes. And no matter what, in the end, he's still essentially sending a 15 year old kid out to the elements to be attacked and killed and doesn't care because he is at the end of the day and always will be a bag of assholes yeah but i'm just saying from a weird perspective i don't even think it's that weird his fear is understandable yeah his choices are not justifiable because of that fear though See, you said it so much better than me. I just, <laughs> I just ramble for like You just five word minutes. vomited. But yes. I summarized. Thanks. You're welcome. However, Harry is well aware that he is not to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. He has heard this from three different people now. Yeah. And most of them are people he respects. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how he feels about Mrs. Fig. <laughs> Indifferent at the very least. But most of them he respects. Yeah. So he doesn't move. He's just like, I'm not supposed to leave. I'm staying right here mm-hmm. no matter what. Yeah. And then Vernon tries to intimidate him into leaving and just like leans in closer to his face like, you need to get out of here. We never should have kept you in the first place. Like continuing on the same rants. Yeah. But this time it's interrupted by owl number five. Which was our trivia question. Sure was. <laughs> However, in a twist, this owl has a red envelope. For Aunt Petunia. And it's actually addressed. Handbag of assholes. (laughs) Kitchen. Number four. Privet Drive. Surrey, England. (laughs) Like little whinging Surrey, England. Mm -hmm. That's what it actually says. If we had seen it in the movie, we would have seen it say handbag Handbag of assholes. assholes. Yeah. I mean, what else would it say? She's just completely horrified that it's addressed to her. Mm -hmm. How did they know my nickname? (laughs) And Harry's just like, open it. I'm going to hear it anyway. That's a howler. Yeah. We're all going to hear it. We're about to get a show. This one is definitely not marked confidential. This one is marked shouted out to the world. Yes. This one is marked, you in trouble, bitch. Yeah. She's holding on to it, but refuses to open it. Mm-hmm. And then it starts smoking. Yeah. And then it bursts into flames and she screams and drops it and it falls on the table. Yeah. Well, as we know, Neville ignored one from his grand once and it was horrible. It was horrible. And when you think about the howler that Ron got from Mrs. Weasley, Mm -hmm. it's like they were like, we'll have the letter to Harry read out loud instead of doing the howler. Yeah. 
I would have rather seen the Howler. I much rather would have seen the Howler. It's not even a long Howler. No. This loud, awful, echoing voice just fills the kitchen saying, Remember my last petunia. <laughs> Which, I would scare the shit out of me. Yeah. I'm saying, you got letter bursting into flames and smoking and then a fucking voice coming out of it. Remember my last handbag of assholes. <laughs> Yeah, she looks like she's about to faint. Yeah. Like, this is very, very alarming to her, especially after everything else. Mm-hmm. But when Bag of Assholes asks her what it means, she knows exactly what it means. Yeah. And she swallows and manages to say, albeit very weakly, she manages to say, the boy will have to stay. That's all we're getting. It's a little annoying that she calls him the boy. Well, not surprising. Not surprising, but a little annoying. Yeah. But of course, Bag of Assholes has to try and argue this. Like, the fuck you mean he's got to stay? He's got to go. But Petunia insists and then even manages to, like, regain her usual demeanor and just comes up with an excuse that her husband can swallow. Mm -hmm. If we get rid of him, the neighbors are going to talk and ask awkward questions. And who wants to deal with that? Yeah. So they got to keep him. Oh, darn. No other choice. That's logic in Dursley world. (laughs) This logic doesn't quite work because he still tries to argue, but she's done and she just ignores it and tells (laughs) Harry that he needs to get to bed and he needs to stay in his room. He's not to leave the house. Just get out of her sight. Mm -hmm. You can stay, but I don't want to see you. Go in your room and make no noise and pretend that you don't exist. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Harry still doesn't move because he's Harry. Yeah. And he has questions. Sure. So he's like, who was that howler from? Which, I mean, that's a logical question. Oh, I think so, too. It's completely fair. I'm a little surprised he didn't recognize the voice. I was thinking that, too. But with it being as big and booming as it was, maybe it was just almost distorted to him. Yeah. He also probably isn't used to hearing him talk intimidatingly like that, as he's normally so jovial. True. Considering this isn't the movie, he was never asked calmly if he put his name in the Goblet of Fire. It's true. <laughs> well, now everyone knows that it was Dumbledore. I was trying to be suspenseful, Katie. Jeez. But I was... I'll go in the corner. <laughs> you already are in the corner. I know. It's actually kind of impossible to be in this room and not be in a corner. It's so small. <laughs> but it works well for recording. It's a room made of corners. Anywho. Moving on. Handbag of assholes snaps their usual response of don't ask questions. Mm-hmm. Harry responds with his usual I'm not going to listen and asks another question. Right. <laughs> Wanting to know if she's in touch with wizards and what the letter means. Mm-hmm. Two questions in one. Yep. Petunia keeps telling him to go to bed. Harry's just like, but, 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 but. No buts, you little asshole. Go to bed. But, go to bed. But, go to bed. And then finally... His uncle is just like, you heard your aunt, now get to bed. Mm -hmm. And that is where this book chapter ends. Yes. With so much left out of the movie. So much. Mm. Even a streamlined version of this. Like, all I wanted was the Dursleys to ask a few questions. Yeah. I wanted them to learn that they were attacked by Dementors. I wanted them to learn that Harry saved Dudley's life. Yeah, we got none of that. None of that at all. And for all we know, movie satchels of assholes just straight up go on living their life 
again wondering, hey, what happened to Harry later on? Oh, wait, we don't give a shit because yeah. he made our boy go yumpy. Yeah. There's no answers given whatsoever. It's really not fair mm-hmm. that Harry never got that opportunity because it's not that they deserve to know that Harry saved their son. Harry deserves for Harry them to deserves know. Harry deserves for them to know. Yes, exactly. Harry deserves that. Yeah. Nobody cares about the satchels of assholes. We care about Harry and them at least having the proper picture of him. Mm-hmm. What they do with it is on them. Mm-hmm. Whether or not they want to continue being satchels of assholes or not. But Harry at least deserves that opportunity to not be in a situation where his aunt and uncle think that he attacked their kid. Yeah, definitely. Like they already think poorly of him mm-hmm. for things he can't help at all. Yeah. Let's not pin things on him too that he didn't even do. Yeah. Like some of the stuff I think that they're being super prejudiced and not liking Harry for, but he did him. Can't deny it. Yeah, he is a wizard. Yeah. I think it's stupid for them to dislike him for that reason, but it's what he is. Yeah. And in this case, it's not even a matter of, well, should they feel this way or that? He saved their kid's life. Yeah. And they should know that. And Dudley knowing that. Exactly. Changes him. Yeah. Which we see later on. Only in the book. Right. And maybe the bag and handbag of assholes are too set in their ways to really change. Mm-hmm. But part of me thinks that with more development, Petunia could have come around too. Oh, yeah. Because her whole thing was just based in jealousy. Yeah. And if she could get past that, she could be a person. Yeah. She just unfortunately married somebody who enhanced her lack of personness. Yes. Well phrased. <laughs> That's all I got. Yeah. He kind of goaded her hatred. He pushed it on. He was like, oh, yeah, different stuff? Nah, fuck that. I don't fuck with different stuff. Yeah. And she was like, oh, yeah, neither do I. Neither do I. Because maybe that's what she needed at the time to help her along. But the problem is it didn't help her in a healthy way. And now she's a handbag of assholes. Yeah, I think that she was looking for something as opposite of her sister and Mm -hmm. her life as she could find. Yeah. In almost like a revenge type scenario. Yeah. Oh, fine. If you're going to go off and have this amazing life, I'm going to go and do the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Overcorrecting. She was overcorrecting for what she was missing with Lily. Yeah. I don't think it worked out that well for her in the long run. I don't think it did either. But anyway, we've come to the end of this chapter. Mm-hmm. Since there were no movie scenes, we obviously don't have actors. No. But you know what? Every one of the actors would have killed it. Had they included this stuff oh, in the movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I would have loved to see every single one of them in this scene. Yeah. And I would have loved another, hoping you are well, Mafelda Hopkirk. Oh, yes. <laughs> but that'll bring us to this week's Potter Pondering. Mm-hmm. So from the opposite side of can a Dementor physically attack you, what do you think would happen if you tried to punch a Dementor in the face hole? Yeah, would it even work? I mean, Harry says you can't one-two a Dementor, so what would happen? Find the post on our Facebook page and share your thoughts. Or call us at 216-526-6792 and leave your response as a voicemail. Make sure you start off telling us your name and then go into your answer. You can also stitch your response on TikTok. We really look forward to reading, hearing, and seeing them. This will bring us to our Sorting Hat story, which is from 
Quincy Tyree. He writes, My name is Quincy. My wand is 13 and an eighth inch ivy with a dragon heartstring core. I'm a Gryffindor and my Patronus is a Kingfisher. All I know is Harry Potter. The first book came out when I was five and my mom, who was also a Harry Potter fan, would read the book to me every night. As I started learning to read on my own, I gravitated towards the other books and was soon reading them as they came out. When the first movie came out, my mom allowed me to skip school and took me to the theater to see it, and that quickly became our tradition. As the books would come out, I would lock myself in my room and read them for days at a time. I cried when Snape killed Dumbledore. I remember curling up next to my mom and boo-hoo crying because I didn't want Dumbledore to be dead, even though I was fully aware he was going to die because JK had said she was going to kill off a character before the book came out, and Dumbledore was the only logical choice to be killed at that point. I gasped when I realized Snape was a double agent and ran to my mom's room. At this point, I'm a 6'3", 16-year-old boy climbing onto my mom's bed crying about book characters. Crying about how much I hated Snape for him just to turn out to be on the side of the good guys. Harry Potter was a huge part of my life, a series that let me escape from a world that bullied me for being weird or different. I've read the books close to over a thousand times each. I watch the movies every Friday on my day off. And since my mom passed away, I've been reading and rereading the books so I could hold on to the memories that we shared together through the series. Every time I read the books, it's as if I'm reading them for the first time ever. Aww. Thank you so much for sharing your sorting hat story with us, Quincy. Yes, thank you. And if any of you other keepers out there listening would like us to read your sorting hat story on a future episode, you can email it to us at justkeeprolling at gmail.com. Let us know your house, wand, Patronus, how you got into Harry Potter, and anything else you might want to share with us. You can also message it to us over social media or just comment it on our Sorting Hat Saturday post. Mm-hmm. This week's trivia question is, what is Hedwig eating when she returns to Harry's bedroom from hunting? The first one who responds with a correct answer and the code word hashtag about time will get a sticker. Another way to get a sticker is to rate and review us through iTunes or Facebook. Make sure to email us at justkeeprolling at gmail.com to let us know you did, and we'll get back to you to figure out which sticker you want and where to send it. Don't forget to find us and follow us on Facebook at JKR Podcast and Twitter and Instagram at Just Keep Rolling. Following us on Podbean at justkeeprolling.podbean.com will get you the episode as early as possible and give you a leg up in answering the trivia question. Make sure to check out our website at justkeeprolling.com and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you would like to help us continue creating more content, you can support us as a patron and get extra perks on patreon.com slash justkeeprolling. As always, any support you can give is greatly appreciated. And join us next week when we talk about Chapter 3, The Advance Guard, and the corresponding film scenes. Thanks for listening. We hope you hear us again. I'm Katie. I'm Ellen. Until the next time, just, just keep, keep rolling. rolling.